Hello, this is Jeff Otis, Senior Wealth Consultant and Partner at Evergreen GovCal, and you're listening to Coffee with Evergreen on the Evergreen Exchange. I hope you enjoy this 10-minute conversation between myself and Investment Committee member Jeff Dix. And as always, thanks for listening. Hey, listener, this episode requires an extra disclosure. Jeff Otis is an employee and partner of Evergreen GovCal. All views and opinions expressed by Jeff and any guest of the podcast are solely the individual's views and do not necessarily reflect the views of Evergreen GovCal. Evergreen GovCal's clients may hold securities mentioned in this podcast at any given time. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions or be considered investment advice. Enjoy the episode. All right, Jeff Dix. Thanks for being here. Appreciate having you on. Uh, I think round two, Coffee with Evergreen. So thanks for being here. Thanks, Jeff. It's good to be on again. We got about ten minutes, so let's get right into it. Um, let, in, in your, so in your view, what's driving markets right now? Sure. Um, well, equity markets feel a little antsy right now. You know, Nasdaq has been down. The Nasdaq has been down three to the last four four sessions. And on average, 2%. If you look back over the last month, the daily move on the NASDAQ has been 1.5%. That's double what we've seen uh, year-to-date before that. So volatility seems to be perking up a bit. And then just looking at kind of the news flow, we've had a lot of good news, right? We've had the vaccine rollout improving. Economic data has been strong. You know, economic data, earnings data continue to surprise on the upside. The government passed a stimulus bill. So I think to, to a certain extent, investors are thinking, what's next? You know, in other words, all of this seems to be priced into the markets. So people are kind of thinking, what's going to drive the equity market higher? Um, I also think there's a, a certain amount of nervousness in terms of the move up in interest rates. You know, also, there's been a lot of retail participation here recently, which isn't necessarily a healthy indicator. In addition, you know, given the retail participation, there's been a lot of speculative excesses in the SPACs, cryptocurrencies, you know, other areas in the market like the Reddit stocks, ARK and Kathy Wood tech-related investments, you know, EV-related stocks as well. So I think you're starting to see some of that get flushed out a bit. You know, Bitcoin's down 15%. Uh, the SPAC index is down 23%. Na- uh, sorry, Tesla's pulled back, I think, 27% at this point. You know, even the NASDAQ's pulled back 8%. So some of those areas that were a bit frothy have come down to life a bit. So I think we kind of needed a reset in some of those areas. You know, the S&P 500 is only down 2%, however. So I think, you know, maybe a little correction phase is, you know, uh, healthy, I guess I would say. Um, And, you know, I think this could continue a bit. But, uh, you know, I don't think this is necessarily the start to a a new bear market. You You know, there's so much liquidity, financial support, underlying fundamentals are improving. So if this shakeout does continue, I think it... I think it's just leading to the next leg up later this year. Well, and I should add, I mean, it's right in line with what we've been talking about for the last two, three, four months. I mean, we, at least internally, at least highlighting in some of the podcasts, how the viewpoint has been that, you know, although we were relatively confident with the market overall, that we thought there was excesses that would be purged out uh, in the near future. And so we're starting to see that, aren't we? Yeah, no doubt. I asked this question to Jeff Yulberg uh, last time. I want to go same back. I want, we're going to repeat it with you because I love it. But what's a what's a consensus opinion that that we're seeing that that you're a contrarian on? Like, so what what's something that a lot of people are talking about that you think you're going the other way on? Yeah, I don't know if this is consensus, but certainly it's 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 heading that way, and a lot of people are talking about it. And I think it's inflation, and that we're going to immediately see kind of sustained two, three, four percent type inflation numbers over the next few years. I think that's kind of misplaced at this point, at least for now. 
you know, if you look over the last three months, inflation has slowed. You know, we still have a lot of slack in our economy. Um, you know, the unemployment rates improved, but it's still 3% higher than last year. You know, the service side of our economy is still struggling. You know, certain areas like car prices, apparel prices are falling. Um, a lot of people are struggling to pay rent. Um, you know, big cities have seen an exodus. You know, Jeff Yoberg, you know, my colleague, our, our colleague, Jeff Yoberg, touched on that being a deflationary force, which I agree with. And I do think people are going to head back to those cities. But in the near term, you know, multifamily buildings are, are struggling from an occupancy and rent standpoint. Um, and I do like multifamily REITs, but as a reflationary play. But nonetheless, we have all these deflationary forces. With that said, there's certain pockets of inflation. You know, you're starting to see some supply, supply chain issues. You know, the auto sector is being stretched. Raw material for housing is also, you know, stretched as well. Ag prices are going up. Other commodity prices have been going up. So there's pockets of inflationary pressure. But I think overall, you know, inflation is going to be subdued. With that said, the next three months are going to, you know, compared to last year. So we're going to get a near-term spike in inflation. But looking out to the end of the year, you know, I think inflation rates come back down and the hype over inflation is probably a bit too high. And one thing we've, know, we've, we've seen over history is that coming out of recessions, inflation lags GDP. And while we think GDP growth is going to be very, very strong this year, you know, I think inflation is going to be uh, pretty tame. Well, you're right on that. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago, the idea of like talking about inflation it just being so laughable. And it seems like now every meeting, every call, inflation is coming up. So, I mean, there's definitely a lot of attention on it. Um, but I think that's really good, uh, really good to highlight. Uh, let's go to a favorite asset class. So you have a favorite asset class right now? Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of pockets of, of value, uh, no pun intended, because we do like value stocks. But I think starting on the income side, you know, it's been a really challenging environment for bonds. Uh, Investment-grade bonds are down 6% this year. High-quality government bonds are down 3 to 4 Munis are down. Um, so on the bond side, I think you, I think a really good hiding place is floating rate preferred stocks um, tied to intermediate rates. Those have done really well in this rising interest rate environment, up 1%. Um, you get a, a nice high current yield, and there's some higher, there's you know interest rate protection there. Also on the income side, I think utility stocks are an interesting bond equivalent. You know the utilities pay three and a half percent. The growing mid single digit. Uh, in terms of their earnings growth and dividend and, and dividend growth as well. So I think that'll be a good place to be. Valuations undemanding, actually about the cheapest it's ever been versus the S&P. Uh, so cheap valuation, good, good dividend yield. So I think it, it'll be a, a nice bond equivalent in the years to come. On the equity side, as I mentioned, I think value stocks are still a good place to be. Uh, values outperformed growth significantly this year. Last I checked, value was up eight or nine. Growth was flat. So that's been a good call we've made. Um, a reversal from last year. I yeah. remember, you know, or, you know, mid last year was like the exact opposite, right? So, yeah, no, it's been it's been a nice reversal, and and you know, we added that space back in November, and and you know, ever since the vaccine news has come out, value's kind of perked up, and you know, value tends to follow growth in terms of economic growth. When growth is strong, value tends to outperform. You know, financials are a pocket of the value sector that still look reasonably valued. Um, and also tend to do well in a rising interest rate environment. So that's still an area. You know, with that said, you know, tech is starting to look interesting, actually. You know, we've had a, a pullback. Um, I think I think for the weakness, there'll be a time to, to rotate back a bit to growth. Um, fundamentals still remain strong on the tech side. 
you know, and we're focusing, as you know, Jeff, on names that are more reasonable from a valuation perspective. But, you know, you think about where interest rates are today versus last year, you know, at 1.7% on the 10-year, does that really affect the fundamental backdrop for tech? I don't really think so. You know, if inflation does pop and then kind of recede, uh, and then te- if tech sells off in that environment, I think it'll be a good time to add back some of these really high-quality tech names. Good stuff. What about uh, if you have one, the least favorite asset class right now? You know, I, you know, I think high-quality bonds are just not that attractive. You know, it's, you know, and if we do get inflation, which, you know, is a risk, you know, you're going to lose your purchasing power over time. You know, these bonds are priced to provide negative returns after inflation already, even if inflation doesn't take off. So you're just not getting paid much on, on high-grade bonds. So, I, you know, we're, we're really light on that area right now. You know, I think there's a case to be made to hold some short-term high-quality bonds as, you know, a, a tool to redeploy if markets uh, correct. But long-duration bonds, I think, are a place you, you want to avoid. Right. Last question. Uh, is there anything in the market right now that keeps you up at night? You know, I, I think it's just too much stimulus. You know, obviously right now, stimulus is necessary. A lot of people are out of work. A lot of people are struggling. But I just hope we don't overdo it over the next few years. I think we're in really good shape right now after the last package. Um, I think the economy is going to grow coming out of this uh, recession. I think this year really uh, should be a strong, and next year for that matter, in terms of economic growth, earnings growth. Uh, But I just hope we don't enact too much more fiscal spend. I do think inflationary fears a a few years out are real in that scenario. It's going to be a tough balancing act between, you know, choking off the economy with monetary and fiscal tightening uh, and risking overheating the economy if if we do overspend, creating inflation, asset bubbles. So I think the, the hope is you can keep monetary policy loose, i.e. the Fed will keep rates very low, but begin to cut off the fiscal spend. Um, I think there's enough money in the system to grow without more aggressive stimulus measures. I guess you could make the case for an infrastructure package, and we're probably overdue for that, but I'm not sure we need more stimulus checks. You know, it's going to be tricky for sure, and uh, but I think that's what keeps me up at night, Jeff. Well, I think I speak for both of us. I think we look forward to the days, you know, given that we both have young kids, where it's only market-related, uh, you know, stuff that's keeping us up at night, right? I mean, for both of us, it's, we still have the kids that, that uh, you know, that, that can create some restless nights. But anyways, that's good stuff. Jeff, hey, good stuff always with you. I appreciate your time. Thanks for jumping on, and uh, we'll do this yeah. again. Yeah, thanks, Jeff.